Hello and welcome to another episode of the Move Forward Anyway podcast, featuring dream-accelerating inspiration. As always, you can learn more about my Dream Accelerator coaching process at jeffmeyer.org. You can click on the Move Forward Anyway tab and watch all of these episodes in video form, or you can download wherever you like to get your podcasts from. I'm your host, author, entrepreneur, and coach, Jeff Meyer. Well, good day, fellow dreamers. It is good to have you back again with another episode of Move Forward Anyway, and I have a special guest today. So excited to talk to her. It's actually the first time I've talked with her. Uh, My wife knows her much better than I do, and I'm so grateful for the introduction. Hallie Ringhand, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, Tell us a little bit about um, who you are, uh, the journey you've been on since 2008 when you started your uh, your new you today um, business, and it's it's gone through a lot of changes in the last 12 years, 13 years. But just give us an introduction of who you are. So thanks for having me, Jeff. I, I really appreciate it. I look forward to this, um, this opportunity. Um, so who I am, boy, you know, it's interesting. That question's really big. And so, you yeah, know, right. I, automatically I always go to these roles, you know, uh-huh. I'm a wife. I've been married 26 years. I'm a mom to two adult kids who are currently, we're all under one roof because of the current pandemic, which has been really great in a lot of ways and really hard in some other ways. Um, I uh, am a business owner, have been since 2008. Um, And part of that, I've been a fitness professional for over 30 years. Um, I grew up in Madison. I actually grew up on the east side of Madison. So moved, you know, a whole 30 minutes the other direction. Um, yeah, I, uh, I am, um, gosh, what else could I say? I'm a Christian. I was raised Jewish and became a Christian in my twenties. Um, we are, our family is active in at Black Hawk church here in Madison. Um, yeah, I've had my business now for almost 13 years and as my kids have gotten older, it's been a huge piece of for me. Yeah, that's awesome. So tell me, take me back to uh, 2008 for a moment. And what was the impetus for starting your own business? What were you doing before then or at that moment when you decided to launch out into this entrepreneurial space? So in 2008, I always kind of think about my kids in terms of ages. I don't know if you ever do that, but yeah, all the time. Uh, <laughs> and then I usually ask Amy, how old are they? Again? So 2008, my daughter, who was going to be 23 in May, was 10, and my son was seven. And at the time, I was working for a nonprofit here in Madison called Briar Patch. I don't know if you're familiar with Briar Patch. Yeah. Um, and I worked as a marriage and family therapist for that, for the family systems counseling area of, of that particular organization. Um, I was also teaching fitness as a side job because I've always done something on the side. Um, I think it's really, honestly, personally, I think it's really important that everyone has something on the side, whether they're making money at it or not. I think it's helpful just to be well-rounded in terms of what we do. Uh Um, and not getting too hung up on one thing in life, whether it be family or career or whatever it may be. Um, And in 2008, I was really having a hard time balancing it all. 
I really, honestly, more than anything, I wanted to completely quit working outside the home and just be a full-time mom. But it wasn't, it wasn't a choice that Jeff and I, my husband could make because it just didn't make sense based on, on the kinds of things that we wanted to do financially for our family. And, um, it was, it was just not in the cards. So it was at that point that I decided to start very gingerly my consulting business, New You. So it started out as a consulting business. And I'm imagining the consulting was in wellness. Yeah. So uh, the health, also you're, a, you know, you also physically help, help people in um, the physical space, but also the emotional space and spiritual space. So was it a pulling together of all those kind of disciplines into one? Yeah, for sure. And that's the challenge is, you know, when you, when you identify you want to do something, and especially with health, you really do have to dial it in because if you go too broad, it's confusing and people don't really understand why they would choose you over mm. the millions of other people out there. Um, so that took a while. That took a while. I, I, I first started with just nutrition. So I was certified in nutrition through multiple modalities at the time, low glycemic index eating under Dr. Sherry Lieberman is where I started. Then I became a certified nutrition coach. Um, and then I used my marriage and family therapy degree to um, intertwine counseling and coaching techniques to help people as they move through that process. Wow. And so you touched on something really important. Um, starting out, we tend to be really broad. I've had the same experience with jeffmeyer.org and the Dream Accelerator, um, narrowing the niche of my who, who am I specifically designed to help within the, within the dream space, within the entrepreneurial space, who am I really qualified and gifted to help. And that process takes time to narrow. Would, would you, has your experience borne that out as well? For sure. That you started more broad and then as you got going, you realized you had to draw in your niche and narrow your niche and narrow your niche. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I didn't think it would be that way. I thought, well, doesn't everybody want to just look at health holistically? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it very very specific problems they wanted to solve, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. For sure. And there's also another principle that you've already uh, brought up, and that is that a lot of times the people I work with, they think they have to, they have to figure it all out before they get going, before they start. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is, in your experience, you started and then you began to figure it out. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because I'm like that, like I'm a jump in and then figure out how to swim where my husband is like, figure out how to swim across the ocean before you jump in. There you go. <laughs> Got to have the, the 10 point plan before you can take the first step. Right. So tell me, how did Jeff handle it when you started and you were jumping in and trying to figure out as you're going, how did that, how did how did your, and Amy and I are going to be on your podcast uh, one of these days very soon to talk about the Enneagram and how different personalities can really be a, a blessing, but also a real challenge. Tell me about your marriage and your relationship with Jeff in 2008 mm -hmm. as you started. Yeah, so when um, I first 
this, he he's always been super supportive of what I want to do in my ideas, but he was apprehensive and he was, he's like, do you have a business plan? Do you have a vision? What's your budget? So he's the kind of person that he's awesome. Cause he asks the right questions where I'm just like, what, what kind of, <laughs> of course, he's like, you, let's go. He's gonna, it kind of doesn't work. Like, you know, so he's the one who really got me thinking about the, the nitty gritty of it. You know, do you create an LLC or do you create an S corp or who's going to manage all the accounting? How are you going to market? How, I mean, all those things that you're like, ew, now I don't want to do it. Ew, I don't want to do this at all. <laughs> this is gross. I, <laughs> I just want to help people. Yes. And that's kind of what I said. I said, it's just me. It's a solopreneur. It's not like I'm hiring people. I actually ended up, did I did end up hiring a person at, at you know, at a, one point in time. And I do have a couple of very part-time employees right now, but um, for the most part, I think trying to, um, Talk him off the ledge helped him talk me off the ledge. It's like we were both able to come to a space where we could, you know, honor like this is who she is and I honor this is who he is and let's try to find a common ground to make this work. Um, and as I started to grow, growth was slow. I mean, a lot of times people think they start or open a business and then you just start making money. And that's, as you know, that's just, that's not reality for most people. I mean, you know, making money is like, woo, I made money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when you started, you talked about Jeff's apprehension. Talk to me a little bit about your emotional um, thoughts and feelings as you started this new venture. Mm -hmm. So it was scary for me. Um, I, you know, I had always worked for other people and I'd always worked for, um, for the most part, I worked in, in some, some type of social service business. I worked in policy for a while. Um, I worked with direct service when I worked at Briar Patch. Um, I worked at Goodwill. I mean, there were a variety of places that I had, I had worked for other people. And um, I guess what prompted me to kind of take the plunge is throughout my my whole college career and before, I mean, when I was a, a young girl, I was always trying to find ways to make money. I come from a single parent home. And so hmm. my mom raised my brother and I on her own. And so money was really tight growing up. I mean, really tight. So like when I was in middle school, um, I, I had friends who were in sports and all kinds of activities. And I wanted to do gymnastics. And my mom said, that's fine, but you have to pay for it. So I was always looking for ways to make it happen. So I started babysitting in, uh, during the summer and I saved enough money to pay for gymnastics during the year. Um, and so I realized early on that if I really wanted to do something, then it was up to me to figure out how I was going to make this happen. So the, the spark of going for it, finding your way came out of a challenging, came out of a challenging situation. I yeah. find that real frequently with dreams and uh, the entrepreneurial spaces, people, um, their ideas get sparked or, or them, their, their drive gets sparked in difficulty or in, even in loss. I, I bet you experience that a lot with your clients as well that you coach and help is uh, the motivation to be healthy 
uh, is less proactive and more reactive for folks, I would imagine. Is that true? For sure. For sure. And honestly, I consider myself kind of a pre-preventative person when it comes to health. But when it comes to relationships and forgiveness, I was reactive. Like mm. I was, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't practicing what I was preaching until I had a falling out with a friend and business partner back in 2013. Mm. So, so what would you say to those people who are listening in who are thinking that um, they've got to get they've got to get the pain or the the difficulty to go away before they can pursue their idea or their dream. Wow. Um, I would say be be gentle and be really honest with yourself. And if you don't really know what's happening inside of you, but you can feel it to start journaling, praying, meditating, to put some kind of a daily practice in place to get whatever's in in the heart out. But then I think what's even more important than that is seeking out someone else to help facilitate and guide you through. It's pretty much impossible to do it on your own. You need to be in community, whether it's with a friend or a pastor or a coach or a counselor or, I mean, someone. Yeah. So this idea that you said earlier that you're a solopreneur <laughs> with Jeff, you've learned that there is no such thing, right? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I just heard a quote yesterday. Um, to ask for help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign that you want to achieve. And it came from a business quote, but but the idea behind it is we it's not weakness to ask for help or to have other people contribute toward our dream. It's actually the best way that we can achieve it. Mm -hmm. uh, so the sooner you can bring people along on your journey to help or to facilitate or to help you, the better, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. I, mean, I don't know how it worked for you when you first started your business, but, you know, I just, I didn't think, I didn't, First of all, I don't think things through completely like my husband does. <laughs> so, so that was a downside, at least for me personally. But it, if I would have asked for help sooner, I feel like I could have helped more people sooner. Mm. That's I, really. That's I don't really know if powerful. my journey would have been the same though either. I don't know if, but you know how it is. You go through the journey, and all the things that happen all, along the way on your journey make it possible for you to help people in a different way. Yeah. And it's about, it's not about making more money. It's not about being more successful. It's about helping people. Mm -hmm. And if I would have had more help, I wouldn't have wasted all these hours looking for the right software or the right, whatever, you know, I might've contracted that out to somebody. They could have got it going for me and I would have been able to help more people sooner. Yeah. Tell yeah. me about your people, your dream and a lot of dreams start because people are trying to solve a problem. They're trying to answer mm -hmm. a concern for people. What, what is the problem that new you solves? So I honestly, one of the biggest, biggest reasons I do what I do is I, I help people understand their pain and move through their pain. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to move out of pain, but using pain as the teacher. 
I would say is probably one of the biggest things I do. And it's, it's not just physical pain. A lot of times physical, it's, you know, usually there's, you know, an overlap between emotional, spiritual, mental pain and physical pain. Um, that's but a to, but move through the pain. It's kind of like my name of this podcast, move forward anyway. Um, yes. And I've found in my, my working too, that people feel like they can't move forward until they've, they've solved everything or they've, like Jeff said, you got the plan all the way through the ocean. And in reality, we're always going to have a certain amount of fear or pain mm -hmm. that we're going to be dealing with. The, the key is to move forward anyway, in spite mm -hmm. of it and use it as fuel and not as a fence to keep us, um, keep us contained or boxed in. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me some of the, the challenges, the barriers, the fears, the pain that you've endured since 2008. That's 13 years. That's a long time. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't you. feel that long, I bet. No, it doesn't. It goes really fast. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some of the challenges were when you do start your own business and you were relying on someone else for income, you don't realize all of those pieces of a corporation are now in your hands. So for example, paid time off, healthcare, um, 401k, uh, just being honestly, like, especially when you're a small business. I mean, when you, when I work an hour, I get paid for an hour. <laughs> you know? So it's, you know, I mean, you, you know, obviously mm -hmm. I'm working on other streams of income to help that, but at the same time um, that you don't really understand that until you start doing it. And even though you, you know, as a, as a business owner, you have flexibility with creating your schedule. If you're not really good about sticking to a schedule and going to work it's easy to get off track. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So when you're when you're starting the business and when you're starting to discover all the things that someone else took care of, so you could get paid, <laughs> and you're it's all in your lap and all in your hands to figure out. Mm -hmm. um, I have found as I've developed that to re I've realized very quickly that I don't love all of it. I don't, yeah. I want to, I want to help people. I want to be in the moment with the person. I don't want to have to deal with uh, CRM and uh, email marketing and all of this other stuff to actually engage with the people that you're designed to help. So I have found it very helpful to, um, kind of we've you know you've got things like uh, upworks that you can actually contract with people to design something for you or build something for you and they don't have to be mm -hmm. a full-time employee um, mm -hmm. so I think I've been really blessed that I don't I'm not afraid to ask for help mm -hmm. to realize I can't do it so I'm gonna go find someone else to do it um, what is your uh, what are your biggest fears that you've dealt with over the last 13 years? Failing. Failing. For sure. For sure. And I've failed before in my life and in a number of different ways. But, you know, once you make the decision, not only to start your own business, but to, to let the world know it, I, you know, I, I didn't want to go out there and start and, and start building and then 
all of a sudden be gone. I didn't want people to be like, oh, she couldn't do it. Oh, she couldn't make it work. You know, um, mm. it was that whole idea of um, being watched. I know it sounds silly, but it, that was a big piece of it. It's one of the big pieces that kept me from publishing my book for a while is I felt like somebody's going to find out. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to find out that I don't live all of this stuff in my book perfectly. I'm good. You know, it's imposter syndrome. You know, yeah. so in your in your line of work, someone's going to find out that you deal with hurts and loss and grief and emotional challenges, and you're not always eating healthy. And <laughs> right? Nope. <laughs> so who is she? Who is she to be in this market? Right? Right. Yeah. No, that's a good one. I mean, that that's 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 something that. Now I kind of embrace it, especially because we're all online all the time for the most part. Um, and we're not in person as much. Hopefully that'll start to change a little bit more. But, um, you know, I used to run into people at the grocery store. I used to run into people, I, you know, I'd be, I'd be having a fight with one of my kids or my husband in a Target. And all of a sudden I'd see, I'm like so embarrassed. It's like, oh. You know, it's like, but I think honestly, Mm -hmm. now I look at it as like, okay, people look at that for the most part and like, oh, she's human. Thank God. You know, thank God she's not pretending everything is a hundred percent because it's not. So talk to me about vulnerability then as you're, as you're building a business, as you're putting it, I mean, it's risky to go out there on your own and uh, you can't hide behind the corporation or the boss. Um, You're, you represent your own business. So how do you, how would you encourage people uh, to embrace vulnerability? Well, that's a tough one. Um, Honestly, I think in order to embrace vulnerability, you have to admit that you're not perfect and that you can't do it alone. Like there, there is like, there is no, even if you are a small business or a solopreneur, you, you cannot do it alone. There's, there's always people that are working with you. I mean, whether, whether they're, you know, on your staff or not, there's always people around you that are working with you. Um, go away. Sorry, my dog. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> like this. Vulnerability in action. Vulnerability, right? Hi, everybody. I know, right? I'm in the middle of a podcast right now. Hi. How are you? (laughs) My daughter. I love that. Isn't that great? She's like, I'm in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, could you get him? that's so great. Yes. Those of you who aren't watching the video, but you're just listening to the audio, we just had a okay. we just had a great vulnerable moment where the daughter was crawling on her knees to try to get the dog out of the room. Oh my gosh, so great. funny, so funny. Um, but it's but it's like seriously, like being able to react in those moments as authentically as possible is, I think we can all relate to that. You mm. know, we can all relate to yeah, we're doing everything virtually right now. You're going to have pets and people and internet issues and all of that. It's just going to, it's going to happen. But in order to be vulnerable, you do, I really do think you need to understand that you're coming from a place that is uncomfortable and that it, it's not going to be all smooth sailing. You're going to have to be uncomfortable to really grow. 
Yeah, and there's going to be things that don't turn out the way you expect them to. Um, in a recent podcast, I I talked with um, Justin Rosso, and he talked about he's an author and starting his own business as well. And he he talked about how grief and fear kind of swim together. Like there's, and he used the word picture of juggling eggs and walking at the same time as you're as you're trying to build a new business. You're you're juggling eggs and and I said well that's crazy because I can't juggle um and he goes exactly that's why the metaphor works because there's going to be eggs that fall on the sidewalk and what are you going to do when that egg that you thought was going to turn out a certain way lies crashed on the sidewalk are you going to turn around and try to clean it up or are you going to keep moving forward anyway and so you got to let go of some things I think another thing that you brought up is that you're not going to be able to do this alone that means you're going to have to trust other people with your dream right and that's risky mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you mentioned a, a relationship with a business partner that went south mm -hmm. um talk to me about the risk of that and the pain of having that happen mm -hmm. yeah so that was probably one of the biggest growth moments in my life um you know we we collaborated pretty extensively um, with our businesses and we, you know, I kind of worked on the nutrition side of things in the corporate setting and she did, um, a lot of the admin programming side of things in addition to the, the fitness side of things, but we didn't have a written contract, which I don't advise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we also had a really long friendship. So sometimes it got kind of boundaries got kind of hard, you know, when you're yeah. in business with your friend. Um, and it's it, like you had said, you know, juggling and walking at the same time, you know, we were both so overwhelmed by the things that we were doing in our businesses and collaboratively that in order for us to move forward in a healthy way, we didn't really take the time to have those tough conversations that should have happened. And it wasn't like it was her responsibility or my responsibility it was it was just a learning process. We didn't really know and we didn't really pursue those things at that point out of fear, I think, out of, you know, pain and, and trying to avoid it. Um, so it, it was, it was a great experience. And now I look back and, you know, I, I, I would thank her for it 1000%. Um, but the way that our, you know, separation, our business separation kind of split was probably the hardest for me because it was, it was um, a communicative um, issue that I thought wasn't the right way to communicate. She sent me an email and basically, you know, decided that this was the way it was going to be for, for all the contracts that we were working with. And she had already had conversations with them. And mm. so it was really hard for me to take because I didn't see it coming, even though it was right there under my nose the whole time. Like mm -hmm. God was saying, I mean, you know, there, there's some things that are happening here and, you know, you need to keep looking a little deeper. And I was refusing to look deeper. Yeah. So there was a lot of pain in that. So when you experience those losses, those moments of grief, when things don't turn out the way they should, um, how do you keep moving forward anyway? How did you keep moving forward and not just like shut it down. What kept you moving? Well, a lot of prayer. <laughs> um, 
and and honestly, meditation. Meditation is something I'd never done before. Um, and it, it became an, another tool for me that allowed me to go deeper within myself, but also to go deeper with God. Um, I, I feel like um, prayer is spending time in the word with God, meditating, but I feel like meditation is more, um, I don't know, if it allows you to be um, in a space where you don't necessarily have to focus on anything, but you're allowed to get in touch with your deepest self. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really, really helpful during those times. My husband was giant because he was, I mean, I was feeling like if, if he's the one who says, okay, that's it, you're gonna have to do things differently then I would. And, I, and we've talked about that many times over the last 13 years. There have been many times where I've said, maybe I should just go work for someone else. Maybe I should. Mm. <laughs> and he, he's the one who's like, are you crazy? Why? Why would you do that? You know, look at what you've built. Look at what you're capable of. And so having that, you know, support, that cheerleader is huge. Yeah, tremendous. Huge. Mm -hmm. Give me a, give me a story, share a story without breaking any confidence of a moment when you were doing the work you're doing the last 13 years and helping someone and you could stop and say this is why this is why i take the risk this is why i keep moving forward uh with this dream uh where you're just like i'm really i'm really helping someone here mm -hmm. you have a you have a story of uh working with someone a client that comes to mind when you think about your who the the person that you're really designed to help yeah you know it's um I've had a couple, but you know, I would say that um, one that really stands out to me is a recent story. And I was working for, uh, I had a corporate client and I was doing um, on-site fitness classes for them. But in the midst of the pandemic, all of that ceased. And so we continued with fitness classes virtually. Mm -hmm. And I had this core group of people that were showing up every single class. That's not typical. I mean, life gets in the way, right? Yeah, right. But I had like four or five people who were always there. And one man in particular, which isn't my typical demographic, a, a younger man, um, he would tell me, you have no idea what this these classes mean to me. Like, you don't understand what, like, this is, and I didn't, I had no, I just thought, okay, it's a good workout. You feel good. You have endorphins, that kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, I understand that you said no, like, when I've, you know, he suffered with some pretty severe depression and anxiety. He had, at the time he had, he was on the cusp of losing his job. And he said that those classes have, have literally helped lift him up so that he could keep going. And it was not just the, the endorphins and the, the movement, but the community of people that were coming together and making health a commitment. I'm reading so much these days about content is not enough um community community needs to be a part of it as well right and it's really hard to do that although you just showed in your example how it is still possible to do it to build community even during a pandemic that's yeah. that's awesome and i would say that that's probably one of the reasons why you keep moving forward when it gets tough i i try to tell my clients 
and it gets really tough and you're doubting whether or not you should keep doing this, and Jeff probably helped you do this too, is to remember your who that you are helping. Mm-hmm. Remember the reason why you got in this in the first place. Remember the problem that you're solving mm-hmm. and um, health, healthy eating and, and physical exercise is more than just the endorphins, right? It actually builds a healthier person, mm-hmm. which, which is awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Keep moving forward. How did you come up with that? Oh, you want, you really want to know, move forward anyway. Yeah. Move forward. So I wrote the book. Um, it's right behind me here. Um, fear not dream big and execute. And it got to the top 10 of an Academy author Academy awards. And so that meant I got a trip to Columbus, Ohio. Um, (laughs) and I got to spend in the room with the 10 finalists. I had 90 seconds to summarize my book. It's a 335 page book and I had 90 seconds. Wow. And so I, I don't know, I think it's just a matter of on the plane trying to figure out how, how to summarize mm-hmm. it, how to narrow it. Um, and God just gave me this phrase, um, fear will come fear will stay, mm-hmm. move forward anyway. Mm. And so I started out in the room with my 90 seconds. I just, I had them repeat it after me. Fear will come, fear will come, fear will stay, fear will stay, move forward anyway. We made a big chant out of it. And, uh, and then at the end, I said, your dream needs to live. Your, your dream, Hallie, needs to live because you're helping people. Um, you're solving a problem that the world needs solved so that people can be healthier and be more uh, more productive, more healthy to help build our world, right? To make it a better place. And so it matters. Your dream matters. It's got to live. You can't give yeah. up on it. Yeah, that's and that's hard. to. Sometimes it's hard to do, you know, like when you have really bad days. I mean, you know, I just lost a big contract a few weeks ago. I've done and that's I've had a lot of that in my business over the years. But I'm like, oh, it's just, you know, you work so hard to build, build, build. And then you, oh, no. and you're like, okay, I can it's do a this. punch in the gut. It is. <laughs> and it sets you back. And you're, and you have enough of those in the middle of a pandemic. And uh-huh. believe me, there's been a number of times in the last nine months that I've been like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. And that's when my wife, Amy, steps in and says, what do you mean? What's the point? And she'll remind me of the people. She'll remind me of the who's in my life that have been um, blessed because the work I've done with them and that we've done mm-hmm. together. Not that I've just done for them, but we've done it together. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> remind me of the reason why to begin with. And okay, and I'll I'll get up tomorrow again. We'll give it another. We'll give it another shot. That's so great. It's I I I can completely see her doing that too. Like, what oh, do you yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, we'll get to this on your podcast. That's what a seven does, yep. <laughs> you know, versus the four who sees in me, the four in the Enneagram sees all the problems, all mm. the things that are unfinished, all the things I didn't do well. You know, I, I say it's like Eeyore and Tigger living together under the same roof. <laughs> and that's kind of what it's been like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So, Eeyore and Tigger. I love that. That's great. Oh, man. Well, but, you know, um, you, you, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You had something you want to say. You had said, so the, the thing that keeps resonating for me as you ask me questions is the who. And I think if I could talk about 
the who when it comes to my business and why I've kept going. I think about people who have inspired me so much in my life and not necessarily by anything they've said, but like who, just who they are, watching them in life, watching them navigate. I mean, my grandmother who passed away back in 2003 um, was a Holocaust survivor and she's this small little mighty woman like who just didn't stop and didn't take no for an answer and um was always cheering you on and basically had a whole baseline of this isn't hard you can do this um so she you know you have those voices of those people in your head um you know my mom single parent you know who Mm -hmm. um what my dad was uh, an alcoholic and an abusive man and um you know was killed when i was nine years old you know so like mm-hmm. you see these these people in your life and it, you don't realize the impact that they're going to have on you but if you, you you remember back and you're like okay i watched her do this i can do this yeah so there's the who that you're helping but there's also the who that surrounds you mm-hmm. that's in your camp that are invested in you that aren't just interesting people, but they're interested in who you are and they're going to cheer you on. It's that great cloud of witnesses the scripture talk about, right? As you're on the playing field. So there's, that's the motivation. And I think it's just fascinating that it's the, the motivation of making money or having independence or being your own boss, you know, that that's okay. It's, it's motivation that helps, but that kind of has a shelf life, mm-hmm. you know? but people, people um, are the real motivating factor of why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. Want to help mm-hmm. them, um, and you help them get healthy. You help them experience a new you, <laughs> and help them uncover their new you. Um, so I like to wrap up just by asking you, um, what question did I not ask you that I should have asked you? in this podcast episode, mm. what would you like to tell the audience? Oh boy, that's a good one. Um, I think the bottom line, um, I don't know if it's necessarily a question that you missed, but the bottom line for me to, to tell the audience is the path that you think you're going to travel is never the path you're going to travel. Hmm. So the dream hasn't failed when you get bumped off course. Yes. It might, it might get tweaked. It might get realigned. It might be starting over with a new focus, Mm -hmm. uh, but the dream never turns out exactly how you picture it. And the road is never smooth and it's never a straight line. You're absolutely. That's so helpful Mm -hmm. because people think that they failed if if something goes sideways. I mean, I built my dream accelerator on in-person one day and two day workshops. And then the pandemic hit. Mm. And you're like, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. Does that mean the dream is over? Does that mean that people don't have dreams that I can help with? Mm -hmm. Might Mm -hmm. show up differently. Mm-hmm. adjust and we realign and we keep moving forward anyway find find the path forward find the path forward so before we for what i'm wondering about from you how how were you able to transition 
what you do during this pandemic? Yeah, great question. I I took my one day workshop with follow up um, community access on Facebook, and I built it into a one on one coaching package, six month coaching package, one on one with me. Uh, and if mm -hmm. people want to find out more information about that, they can go to jeffmeyer.org. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I had to do this virtually. I had to, you can't get in together with a bunch of people in a room anymore. And mm -hmm. maybe that'll come back. But I couldn't sit around and wait. And it started, you know, I had a workshop scheduled for May and I had one scheduled for August and they both got canceled. And I, well, maybe by October we'll be back together again. You know, maybe I can do another... You know, I thought, like many, I thought this pandemic was going to be over by the fall mm -hmm. of last year. Now we're, we're entering year two. That's crazy. In a month. So, mm -hmm. yeah, um, you just got to, you got to find a different way. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And make it work and not be afraid. And I also, this is a part of what you were saying is it's never going to turn out exactly like you think. I was working with a business coach uh, this summer and I kept saying, well, I'm not succeeding. The, it's not working. The dream accelerator isn't happening at the rate. I'm not getting the number of clients I want to get. And she said, but you've landed two corporate clients in the last 60 days that are doubling what you were expecting to get through the reach you were going to have through the individual clients. And you're telling me that doesn't count? I kept saying that doesn't count. That's not a dream accelerator. He goes, that's crazy, Jeff. You, you're helping them accelerate their dream as a company. And mm -hmm. so it just looks differently. It looks differently. So Isn't guess, it, it's, yeah, it's interesting to, sometimes you don't see those things until someone else points them out. You're, having you're, those so, people around you. you're so fixated on the strategy that you wanna follow, the offer that you have in front of people that anything that comes from the outside of that, you know, doesn't count. And uh, my life coach would always say, uh, what is trying to happen here? Mm -hmm. And why don't you pay attention to that and ride the momentum that's happening? And so I guess for our, our listeners, I would encourage you to be open to, as you're pursuing that one path, not to be so fixated on your strategy or on your offer that you miss the opportunities that might open up a new door of helping people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. I love that. Cause it's so true. You don't, that diversion, sometimes that diversion on the path, that, that gravel road is the road. It's the, it's road, the road that you're supposed to be on. And the challenge is sometimes it's a distraction. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just an easier way to follow. So to get off the path that you're supposed to take and, and discern, that's where discernment comes in is, and that's where prayer, meditation, understanding yourself, understanding who God's designed you to be, but also people who can give wisdom and grant wisdom to you in the road can help you realize, is this a distraction, this gravel road, or is it the road you're supposed to take? Mm -hmm. that gets hard it yeah gets it is hard. hard it's not always easily discernible and that's where I settle that sometimes we don't know exactly mm -hmm. but we're given freedom we're given freedom to pursue the path anyway mm -hmm. so yeah
Yep. And, and God knows which path we're going to choose, but it's just so hard, you know, because it's like, yeah, I mean, there, there are pivotal times in your life where you're like, if I don't do the right thing, everything's going to crumble. And the reality is, is if it is, if it does crumble, it crumbles for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I say, we don't really fail your fear of failure. You can't really fail. There's no failure. There's just more information on the, in the pool of information to help you learn and grow. And so you look at that partnership relationship that failed. Okay. I, I found it interesting that your answer to the question, when I asked you to talk about that is your answer was, and we can go back and listen to it if you want. Your mm -hmm. answer was that was the biggest growth area. One of the biggest growth areas of my life. Mm -hmm. That's not failure. Mm -hmm. That's tremendous growth. And mm -hmm. that's, that's really growth comes through painful moments. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a joy to talk to you. Tell uh, the audience where they can get a hold of you, where they can find out more about what you do. Maybe there's some clients out there that are ready to, to get some help. Um, where can they find you, Hallie? So um, people can find me and find out specifically what I do and what contacts at newutoday.com. So it's N-E-W, the letter U, today.com. And um, not only is there information about the, the packages that I offer for individuals, and I work with families and companies, but there's also another page that has become a, di a division of my business called Fit Enneagram. And um, the kind of information that, that people can get from Fit Enneagram is there's a podcast and there's a, a membership option for people who aren't ready to necessarily work one-on-one -on -one or in, in an intense way, but want more of a community feel. Mm -hmm. um, so those are the, the, the newyoutoday.com is really the best place for people to take a peek and see if what I do makes sense or it feels like a fit. Yeah. So the Fit Enneagram is a page on your new You Today website. Yep. Awesome. Well, I would encourage all my listeners um, to check out Hallie's uh, space at newyoutoday.com. Uh, Hallie, thank you so much for being on my uh, podcast, Move Forward Anyway. Thank you for the courage that you've shown over the last 13 years and the blessing that you are and have been and will be to so many people because you didn't give up. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate the time spent here and being able to talk with, with you and your listeners. Thank you very much. Have a great day, Hallie. Thanks. You too. Hey, fellow dreamer. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Head over to my website, jeffmeyer.org, for all the show notes and links. And remember, fear will come, fear will stay. Move forward anyway.